0: Welcome to Small Biz, Big Wins, where every episode is a new journey into the heart of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Summer Poquette, here to navigate the thrilling world of small business with you. Each week, we dive into the inspiring stories and joyful triumphs of real business owners. Get ready to be empowered with actionable advice and most importantly, celebrate the spirit of small business. Let's dive into how every small victory shapes your big success. This is Small Biz, Big Wins. Let's make it happen. All right. Welcome back to another inspiring episode of Small Biz, Big Wins. Joining me today is my good friend, client, and mentor, Robin Bennett. Robin Bennett and her husband, Barry, own The Sunglass Shop, which is now in four Michigan locations, Petoskey, Charlevoix, Traverse City, and Sagatuck. They carry optical and sunglass frames from only the best brands, such as Maui Jim, LaFont, Ray-Ban, Tom Ford, Dutz, and the list goes on. Truly an amazing collection of unique and handcrafted frames from around the world. And I own many. I think I'm wearing Lafont right now. So, but um, oh, and I have a pair of salt right here, and I have Maui Jim in my car. So I definitely know they carry a lot of great. Um, sunglasses and optical. I invited Robin to the show because she has a wealth of knowledge running retail stores and expanding her business to four locations, which is not easy to manage. So, welcome, Robin.
1: Thank you. Um, I really didn't realize this was a you know a video, so I. <sighs> my my book but and i but i am wearing my favorite brand which is maui Jim.
0: yeah you're looking good so if anyone is tuning in to youtube they can check out our eyewear um i love that so before we start i have a very long list of questions it's not too long but um i want you to tell me a little bit about how you got started in business and how the sunglass shop really originated. I think it's a really cool story. Your background is actually in broadcasting, and you have photography experience, and a business wasn't what you really thought you would start out with doing when you were at Central Michigan University. So how did this come to be? Well, it um, all started
1: um, in '89 and 1989, and my husband was the band director here in Petoskey, Michigan. And he had summers off. And so he was bored because he needs to be busy. And his dad was a um, eye doctor. And so he decided to open up a sunglass shop in Charlevoix, Michigan. So he opened it when school got out and he would close it um, when school went, when he went back to school. So it was very, very seasonal which accommodated at that time, the Charlevoix community. Um, and then in 1998, his mom and dad retired and moved up and started helping him out with the store. And it actually got to stay open longer, you know, for the season. Mm -hmm. Um, and they really enjoyed it because they didn't have to do all the nitty gritty business stuff, but they could just sell and 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 talk to people and um, just had a really good time with with uh, the with the business. Um, so then um, my husband and I decided to start another store or open another store. And um, we had just adopted a couple kids back in 2000 and I stayed home with them. I was in, um, not really, I was in broadcasting, but more pro- production camera and more of the production, uh, <laughs> like I'm now, but, um, so, um, but in that meantime, my husband also started a steel drum band in the summer. So it was the Petoskey steel drum band. So he got busy in the summer and while his parents continued to run it, and then we decided to open another store, um, that's when our kids went into school, and I had more time to do, you know, to open another store. So that was back in 2002, February. Um, I was actually, we, you know, we'd been thinking about it for a long time because it was so successful in um, Charlevoix, and we wanted to try something in our hometown of Petoskey. And, um, we, I was actually at a golf outing and I asked a banker about it cause 2000, you know, the nine eleven, all that stuff happened
0: yeah. and yeah. I
1: was told not to do this by Ooh. a specific banker. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, I, I'm really go by gut feelings and mm-hmm. I just knew it was the time to do something and um, so we opened our Petoskey store.
0: So in Charlevoix, like people that aren't familiar, so Charlevoix, Michigan and Petoskey, Michigan are very um, resort-based, right, and and smaller. So we're not Metro Detroit or Grand Rapids or a metro. So we're small, rural, resort-based. And so you knew if it was successful in the, a very similar kind of adjoining town that it would most likely do well in Petoskey. And so did you do like any competitor analysis before you decided, okay, I'm going to expand to Petoskey or, you know, or, or even to Traverse City or Saugaduck, or did you really just kind of keep your, I guess, finger on the pulse of what was happening? I mean, Kind of all of the above. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, if, if it felt good,
1: I I went with it and I could just, I I felt really good about the decisions. Um, but you know, yes, you you have to check the market analysis a little bit, you know, certain brands that I would want to carry. If other people have them in the area, you may not get those brands to carry. And, um, the main one being Maui gym, if I couldn't carry Maui gym, I probably wouldn't open a store because that's my biggest seller. So, you know, you have to know who's selling what in the area. Um, Location is very important in these um, resort towns. Like you said, they're smaller towns. Mm -hmm. Um, Asking maybe 7,000 people, you know, that number increases in the um, summer, um, and, you know, Traverse City, we opened that in 2007, um, which is a bigger town. But we had combed that area probably for five years to find the right location. Um, and then Sagatuck, we opened in uh, 2021. And we were at one location and moved already to the main street because location is very important. And also, the sunny side of the street is very important for selling sunglasses.
0: Something most people do not think about. So, not only did you kind of know, hey, these locations are good locations for us. They're resort-based, tourism-based Um there's not any competition in the area. You know, you could sell the brands that you wanted to sell because of the competition. There wasn't that competition in the area. But you also, if you're a small business and you want to expand, it's that location, like finding the right spot. And I think it's interesting you say it was five years before you expanded to Traverse City and that you were looking. And I know just knowing you really well, that, Barry was doing the same thing with Sogatuck. He was scoping out where is a good location for the store.
1: You know, and you have to be on it. Um, like when you go to those communities, um, you can't just, I don't know, you have to know what's available. And we found something just by kind of constantly going down there and mm-hmm. um we found our Saugatuck location. And then um, you get involved in the community, you get to know people. And that's where the second location in Saugatuck that we moved to, which is the main street, that's how that came about, because somebody was helping us look out for another location. But you don't meet those people unless you're, you know, ingrained into that community.
0: So you're not just Popping up, opening these stores willy-nilly, like you're engaging in the community. You're getting to meet the people. You're eating, drinking, shopping. You know, really immersing yourself in the community to know, do I want to open a business here?
1: Right. Yeah. I I think
0: that's that's a lot of research. It it
1: really is, but you know, to say there was so that's basically my market analysis. Now I'm not going to say that. some of that didn't work because, mm-hmm. um, with successes, sometimes you have failures. And back in 1992, we opened a store in Mackinac city
0: and ah, on the main, I did not know this.
1: Yes. On the main street. And it was before that big area was built. <clears throat> and, um, the big shopping area was built, um, in Mackinac city. And we were there for two years and, um, it, at that point, it was not the right clientele. Um, you know, it. you know, if you sold certain things, you know, we had one young man come in and we said, um, you know, it's, uh, my husband said it was two thirty, and he thought it was $2.37 two. that a 230. So it was, it was, um, the wrong clientele base. I mean,
0: so you know your target market. That's the other thing. You're selling brands like Maui Gym that don't offer discounts. Maui Gym never goes on sale. So you are going to pay that price whether you are buying it in Saugatuck or LA. It's just the way it goes. And so you not only were you keen on, you know, the communities that you wanted to be in, the location in those communities, but you had to know if those communities had that target market coming in to buy at your price point.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And uh, your
0: target market is key.
1: Yeah, it is key. And um, so that was, um, we didn't walk away as a bad failure, but we learned a lot. So, I mean, I think you could take some of those um, setbacks as learning opportunities. Absolutely. Forward,
0: So, um, well, and that just makes sure that in 92, when you didn't have that success, you wanted to make sure, hey, we need to make sure we're in a community that does have that, you know, market we're looking for as well. How did you know, like, what were some signs, even when you went into Mackinac City, uh, when you went from Petoskey to Traverse City, how did you know that your business was ready to expand like was it the numbers was it that you had the time in the capacity um you had the staff like how do you how does a small business owner even know like okay I can open a new location
1: well we did not want to open anything in Traverse City we found a location but the key was finding the right person for that location and um so before I did that, I found somebody and um, his name is Joel. He's our manager down there. And we opened that store in 2007 and he has, is still with us. So um, it was, it's, it's been a great relationship
0: and. Um, you kind of cherry picked Joel. Really did. Um, we kind Go Joel, like shout out to Joel here. I know he's going to listen. Joel, yeah. we love you. Of course. Yes. (laughs) And you know what?
1: He, he's been in, he was in retail forever and he knew the community. So he had been in retail in the downtown community. He had left retail for a little bit and decided he wanted to get back into it because he really enjoyed it. And um, so we've grown together. Um, When you also talk about expanding business, um, I'm going to take that a little different direction. Okay. Um, And, you know, you had mentioned when we talked previously um, about, you know, growth and things like that. So in Petoskey, um, people used to say to me, Cal, you have such great sunglasses. Why don't you ever sell eyewear? And I thought to myself, why don't I? Why, why don't I sell eyewear? And since we are um, somewhat tourist-based and you you think of that summer you know spring summer early fall um I got into the optical industry so that means like eyeglasses and prescriptions and that has made the business more year-round so two of our stores because we have four stores two are seasonal Saugatuck and Charlevoix which are our smaller stores. And Traverse City and Petoskey are are our year-round stores. And we do prescription sun and optical in in those two stores. And that has really taken the business a whole another direction.
0: So that's, you know, another thing in terms of expansion for a small business owner. Sometimes expansion isn't opening a new store. Sometimes it's not, you know necessarily, sometimes it's expanding the line of products and services that you offer.
1: Yes, yes. And, you know, um, selling optical also, you're really dealing with the people. Well, like you, for instance, you know, we have to fit the glasses. We pick them out. We pick different types of lenses. Do you want a computer lens? Do you just need your regular everyday lens? I mean, I know you have a repertoire of lenses that you use in your lifestyle. Yep. Um, and so that also um, creates and builds relationships with your customer.
0: So do you think that, like, what are like some of the advantages of and disadvantages of having these four stores and expanding like you've done? So expanding where you have two locations that are year round, two that aren't, you know, two offer optical, two don't, having four stores that are you know, like Sagatuk's three hours, four hours from Petoskey, Michigan. Uh, Traverse City is an hour and a half from Petoskey, Michigan, your home base. So Petoskey, Michigan's your home base. So are there advantages and disadvantages to having these four stores and having these different product lines in the different stores? And, you know, like, if someone's even thinking about this, like, what are some advantages and disadvantages you've seen in this situation? Um,
1: you know, there's always going to be advantage, disadvantage, I call them pros and cons. Um, I think you have to have the, the pros outweigh the cons. And, you know, cons are, like I said, distance, um, mm-hmm. you know, and time and effort, you know, it takes to get there. Um, I think having the right mix of people that you work with um, also is very beneficial. So where you feel like you don't have to stay on top of them, um, tech, you know, let them flavor the store, so to speak, um, and, and build the brands like Joel is an icon in our store in Traverse city. I, I, don't need to go micromanage him, you know, at all. I mean, we, we talk a lot. Um, we have nice relationships, um, you know, with our store, uh, employees, Um, I think that's really important. But, you know, a con is, you know, distance if you want to go down there. But I've also turned that con into a pro and just make it a nice little getaway to go down there. It's fun to go um, sit at a different restaurant in that area. It's fun to rent an Airbnb and check out the area. I brought other employees down um, and to enjoy the area and to work. So I try to I- have a good, um, work balance of fun and, and work. And I think we, um, accomplished that. Um, so.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely think you've done, i I mean, done that. I've, I've been on some of your work trips. They're a little fun. So, um, and I, some of what I'm hearing here too is, you know, Even though there's some disadvantages like location, what I've seen you do personally, you know, handling some of your marketing is that some of those locations, because they don't offer, you know, optical, like people in Charlevoix, because they buy their sunglasses from you, they will travel the distance to Traverse City or to Petoskey to get their optical from you you know, or they're in Sagatuck, and they're like, hey, I'm going to be up in Petoskey. You can make my Maui gyms optical. Oh, my gosh. I'm When I'm up there, I'm going to, you know, do business with you. So some of those, you know, cons have actually turned into new customers and clients that have stuck around with you year after year.
1: Yeah, we, we have some. I, I built some nice relationships with customers, really nice relationships. Actually, you know, there'll be long-term relationships um, going to, you know, the family's weddings and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, I've seen that firsthand, which is is pretty amazing. So Robin, we're going to take a really quick break and then you've kind of started the conversation, but we're going to talk a little bit about staff and inventory and how you keep it all straight after this break. A quick shout out to our sponsor, Keep It Real Social, an award-winning marketing agency. They're not just marketers, but storytellers making your business shine. Thanks to Keep It Real Social for empowering us and our listeners in the digital world. For your digital marketing solutions, check out keepitrealsocial.com. Back to Small Biz, Big Wins for more insights and inspiration. All right, so we're back. And like I said, Robin started talking about her staff We're talking about Joel. We love Joel. You have other staff that you absolutely adore. I know a lot of them personally. How do you manage four stores, four, you know, staffing four stores and all of the inventory? Because they all carry... Slightly different inventory. I know Sagatuk has some um, merchandise like candles and some really fun gifts in the store. Uh, Charlevoix, I've seen t-shirts. So how do you manage it all? Like if someone wants to expand, that's a lot of stores. It
1: is. Yeah. Um... I don't feel too overwhelmed. I guess you surround yourself with good people. I actually have Janelle sitting here with me and she's in my Petoskey store with me. And sometimes you have to know your own weaknesses, I think, and, um, surround yourself with people that, um, can support those. Um, Janelle is, she knows how to dot the I and cross the T Um, you know, I might see a squirrel and, and run the other way.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) not you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: um, I think of my mind as a little more creative. Um, I'm, I'm not, um, very detail specific, I would say I can be, I can be. Um, but so I think you have to surround yourself with the right people and the right tools. So like I have you do all my marketing. I mean, could I do marketing? Yeah. Could I do it? Well, no.
0: And do you have the time? (laughs) Like, that's a great, you know, Um, inventory.
1: um, You know, we just went down and did all the inventory um, scanning in Traverse City yesterday. I can't sit and do all that inventory scanning. So I had Janelle and Jane down there with me and I redecorated the whole window down there because we are going to start doing construction down there um, next week. And so I went and got all the paint. I went and did this. I went and did that. I am more of that type of a person. Um, And to back it up, I don't want to go off on that, but you were talking about inventory. Um, I also recently hired an inventory management company. So that has um, just begun um, in the fall. Well, yeah, pretty much in the fall. And so we're starting to see trends with that. Um, And I think that's gonna take us in another good direction. They really dissect everything. We do have a computer program that we use um, for our retail business and it's called iCloud Pro, and it's very specific to eyewear. And so it ties all four stores together with inventory. I can see everything that's going on. If somebody's having a problem ringing somebody up, I can log into it and do it from up here. Um, So it's a very adaptable um, program for our business and it, it, It works very well. I've been with them since 2015 and have not looked back on that. Um, Next week we're doing a, uh, I rented a house in Sutton's Bay and we're going to do like a big training for our optical and our management, uh, inventory management company. And so we're all getting together and we're going to make it fun too, you know, so we're going to have fun. This place we rented is a lot of fun um you know we're going to do um cook these fun dinners and go out and um it's kind of like a boot camp for our optical um and we just like to stay current on everything cuz it's very important cuz product changes a lot so
0: yeah it does so really i mean for managing your staff like you bring them together you really here. And I've seen firsthand over the years, you make sure that you do hire people that align with you and Barry and your family. And I I don't see you lose staff very often. You know, I have a lot of companies we hire marketing um, that we're hired to do marketing for, and you very seldom are actually hiring. Like you kind of cherry pick people. They come to you. Yeah, you might need seasonal help here and there, but most people really stay with you. And I think one of the things that I can attest to is that you don't micromanage. You let people flourish at what they're good at, and then you go do what you're good at. And it's that really that yin yang They you guys complement each other. And I see that with your staff, you know, when I'm around, um, there are some staff that are really good at this and there's some staff that's good at that. And you're off doing this because that's what you're good at. And I think it all just really makes it jive really well versus you trying to hire people that are just like you and then micromanage them. That's not going to work.
1: Yeah, no. Um, You know, and I I think also trying to give back to your employees a little bit of um, like just recently um, Maui Jim asked me to come out to uh, Beverly Hills and to see the new (laughs) or so I and Barry couldn't go they asked me if Barry and I would like to go and um He was busy, and so I I took Janelle, and Janelle and I had a great time. So, you know, I think, and then we all go to New York to the buying show. I think getting your employees excited about what you sell is also important, and letting them have the opportunity to choose some of those frames, because if they like them, they can sell them. I used to kind of more micromanage Joel with what product to buy, and I would buy all the product. And then I decided I have to let that go and let him pick the product for him to sell in his store. Because if you're not invested in the product yourself,
0: you know, it's harder to sell. For sure. For sure. And it's almost like investing in the product, but you feel a little ownership in the company as well. Like- You know, you're proud to share that, Okay, we just got this new line in or I picked out these colors because I, you know, I love them and then I can share them with you or I did the window and I'm proud that, you know, I decorated that or whatever it might be. You feel that ownership as though, yes, it's your company, but the people are helping you build this company and you don't take that for granted.
1: No, no, not at all. No.
0: Yeah. So for any small business owner that is thinking about expanding their business and that expansion, like let's clarify again, that can be expanding to multiple locations or it could be expanding to new products and services. What's some advice that you would give them? Because you've been in business and been doing this for a long time. And when I started the show, I said mentor because I go to you with questions. We have drinks and conversations and I ask for your advice and because you have a lot to give. That's why I wanted you on the show. What are key considerations that a small business owners should think about before they're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to get in all these new products or I'm going to start a new store in blah, blah, blah town.
1: Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, you really got have to figure out budgeting you know, your, your money for it? Do you have the budget to, to move forward? Um, you know, I tell you back in 2008 with that recession, that caught me off guard and uh, that was kind of scary. And, um, I vowed to not get myself into that position again. And, um, I think you have to be in a good position, um, financially, you know, um, like I said, do a little research on what you're going to do. Um, I think you can try new things. Like I've tried um, things in the Saugatuck store with a candle line and this and this and this, you know, and the buy-in is not very big. And so can you afford to, to lose, you know, X amount? I mean, you're not going to lose it all, sure. um, but you know, so so trying new things because some things, you know, might stick very well. And and some of those things that we have done down there have worked out very well. Um, I, you know, I, like I said, just, um, I also think not having, if you're going to expand in product is research what's in your town.
0: That's key. And, and we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. And actually, In um, the uh, next episode, right after you actually have an interview with um, Jennifer Shorter. And uh, as you know, when it comes to retail, um, you know, Jennifer is a little retail guru, and knowing what is in your town is so important and having that relationship with fellow retailers, because I know you have a great relationship with the retailers throughout all of the cities you're located in. And You, they'll, you know, they'll come to you and even give you some advice on what you could carry because they've been to a show and been like, hey, this might really go well in your store. So, you, even your so called retail competitors, right, are kind of teamed up with you in some ways, like, you know, because they don't, they feel like they can trust you and, and you, you know, you care about them too, knowing that you're researching what is in the town and you don't want to have Maui gym if someone else has it across the street. That doesn't do anybody any good. And a lot of reps won't let
1: that happen either. But, um, you know, and, and if there is a competitor in town, which, I mean, there are some in our town, you know, sure. I, I think you're better off being friend than foe. I think that's a 100%. very, hundred percent. you know, is to be a friend than a foe. And, um, it's, it's a a lot more positive.
0: Yeah, that is, that is really great advice. So if you're a small business owner listening, it's definitely think about your budget, um, do your research, your market research. And, you know, I heard earlier in the show, it might take five years, you might not be able to open a store right away, but you can start now doing that research and you can do in the meantime, kind of some low risk, you know, trials on things, right? Um, So those are really important too. So Rob and I ask. All my guests, one final question. And what is a big win that you've had in business that you can share to inspire others? I think you've shared a lot in this episode that will inspire others. But, you know, is there something big that has happened? It doesn't mean monetary. We've talked about this before. Something big that's happened, like you're honored with an award, invited on a trip, recognized by your peers.
1: Mm. Well, saying mm. that, had a lot of big wins, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have since I've known you you've had some really big wins, so I'm really excited to see or hear what you're gonna share as a big win. I should have placed a bet on this because I'm I'm I've got one in my head I'm like, is she gonna say it? Oh, God I, I mean sometimes
1: <laughs> wrong um a big win sounds. Like you're bragging a little bit. I don't know. I don't. That's
0: okay. Like that. I mean, I think it's okay to sometimes pat ourselves on the back. I mean, if you're in business, it can be kind of lonely, right? And so there's got to be something that you're super proud of that, you know, okay. and you've worked really hard to get to that, you know, you want to share. Okay.
1: First of all, my business is not lonely. Like I said, I surround myself. Well, <laughs> That so, is
0: true. Your business is not lonely. <laughs>
1: um, Big wins. Gal, you know, I have, Um, like I said, we just went out to Beverly Hills. They flew us out there, put us up at the Beverly Hills Hotel. I mean, who wouldn't want that to see the whole new line um, for 2024 of um, Maui Jim and where they're going with their marketing? Because that company was sold about a year and a half ago and um, is now owned by an Italian company, so... You know, that was, that's exciting. I've been to Hawaii several times with Maui Gym. Um, Had some great experiences with that. Uh, You know, I've sat on some panels out in New York for optical. Um, I don't know. I just think it comes with the territory. I don't know if it's.
0: I think it's a testament, though, to how hard you've worked and how much you network and you try, you know, like you bring in people to educate your staff, Maui gym and your reps see how hard you work. I mean, I know they do firsthand knowing some of your Maui gym reps, they see how hard you work and how hard you educate your consumer and your staff on the product they are buying and why the price is worth paying for the lens and for the frame.
1: Well, you know, I did go to London too with Tom Davies eyewear for his fifteenth um Yes you e- did. And the opening of his factory in London. And that was pretty cool. Um yeah, my my biggest thing is it's really selfish. It was it was a golf related thing.
0: <laughs> this is the one I bet on right here. <laughs> that oh, you would say.
1: <laughs> so in two thousand nineteen, so I'm really into watching um, the women's golf. And there's a thing called the Solheim cup. It's like the men's rider cup. It's the U S against the Europeans. And I was over in Spain and, um, the gentleman that was head of all golf and tennis for Maui Jim said, Oh, if you're going to be there, do you want to help me, you know, fit all the players? So I got to fit all the players, the European and the um, Americans inside their, um, team rooms, um, that was the ultimate thing I, I don't ever want to tell my husband that was the best day of my life but um
0: <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about as a big win for a business owner it doesn't have to be that you had a big payout it doesn't have to be you know it's that that filled your cup that was exciting to you oh, a
1: dream come true that cup is still you know full from that and um <laughs> it's you know what it's funny the um the longer you're in an industry, the smaller it gets too. So, you know, we'll go to New York. Even now my employees are recognized. Um, cause I brought them there enough, you know, by, by Tom Davies himself. And, um, you know, the people at LaFont eyewear and, um, cause that's it, a family owned business LaFont. It's, you know, over a hundred years old, four generations and, you know, you know them and, yep. uh, you know, um, the other big takeaway, though, that I have um, is definitely going into the optical it, for a business um, win. Um, the optical has changed everything in our business. It really has. It's it's growing our business. It's making it more year round. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, we have to do a lot of studying for the optical. Yeah. Um, I I like learning like that. I'm a hands-on person. Um, And so I've really enjoyed that. And it's been really good for our business. Um, Another thing to inspire people is go with your gut, you know, and you have to enjoy what you do. If you don't enjoy it, it's not going to be successful. You don't, I mean, you got to have a balance. I mean, this to me is a hobby, not, A job.
0: Well, because yeah, you're, you're, I can tell every time I come in, you know, you really like being there. You're not like, oh, I have to be at work today. That's not you when you go into any of your shops. It's not any of your employees. You know, of course, everyone has bad days. You have a headache or whatever, but you can definitely tell and that resonates. And I think. You know, people buy from people and people like buying from you. They like interacting with you. They like buying from your employees because you resonate how you are resonates down to your employees, too. And it just it's like electric.
1: Yeah. Also, one other thing, if you're looking to get into business and maybe you haven't even started yet is, you know, get involved with your community. I mean, I'm on our downtown management board along with Jennifer Shorter. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, and involved in the marketing committee and, and things like that. And that's that's very important. Um, I feel good that I'm serving my community, but I also learn a lot too.
0: Yeah, you're you're definitely engaged. I I have to tell you, Robin, we could talk for another hour. Well, we usually do, so <laughs> I don't want anyone to get bored listening to us for sure, but there's so much to talk about. We're definitely going to have to have another podcast episode with you. So I just really appreciate your time. I know that you've closed the store right now for us so that we could have this conversation, which I really appreciate because um, I know that you've helped other small business owners who help me all the time. So thank you so much. Um, You are a wealth of knowledge. And to learn more about Robin, you can visit the links in the show notes. Definitely follow her on social. Um, To all of you who have tuned in, thank you so much. I hope you took away one nugget or hopefully multiple from this podcast um, and they will inspire you. Small business ownership I I say it can be lonely, but Robin is right. When you surround yourself with the right people and your right staff, it is not lonely. Sometimes the lonely part might be bal- balancing your checkbook or the personal struggles that you don't share with anyone. But every Tuesday, we're here to um, make sure that we inspire you. And if you loved what you've heard, subscribe to Small Biz, Big Wins on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course here on YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a review. More positive reviews help other business owners like you find our podcast and tune in. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be chatting about building a positive work culture, tips for helping your small business be discovered online, and so much more. So don't miss out. Thanks again, Robin, for joining us today.